Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spavi. We are the Markout Movie, Movie Podcasters. Podcasters. And in today's episode, we're doing a review, uh, versus mode rather, of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World from 1963 versus Rat Race from 2001. And we're going to see who comes out on top and what do we think about the overall movies. Uh, first thing we're going to start with is It's a Mad, 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 Mad world mad world okay <laughs> listen to me mads listen <laughs> i know people i know this is a, a classic and people like it and stuff it just i don't I don't, I don't care for the title uh I it's like the four mads for the world yeah yeah i understand but it was a big movie for the, for its time though so 1963 this movie is three hours and 30 minutes long Scorsese eat your heart out. So I didn't see the three hours and twenty something minutes long. I saw the two hours and thirty nine minute movie. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Like from the plot, you saying you can get okay? We're gonna get into it. No, no, the movie was actually the one I saw was two hours and thirty nine minutes. Oh, so you didn't have the one that had a uh, did it not have an intermission in it? Yeah. Like my my had an intermission. Mine did too. Maybe the original was three three thirty and they did cut you it. Watch the sequel. No, I watched the one that was on uh, Hulu, uh, not Hulu, but Amazon Prime. Just make sure we're on the same page, man, that we watch the same movie. All right, so the story begins during a massive traffic jam caused by a reckless driver, Smiler Grogan, uh, Jim Durante, Jim Durante, Durante, Jim Durante, Jim Durant, Jim Durant, Durante, okay. It's crazy because I know of him and his I know of him, but I forget how to say it. Jimmy Durant. Jimmy Durant? I feel like it should be Durant. Anyway, even though there's an E at the end, it's throwing me off. Who before kicking the bucket, literally, cryptically tells the assembled drivers that he buried a fortune of stolen loot under a big W. All of the motorists set out to find the fortune. Released November 1963, directed by Stanley Kramer. Uh, it's from the film series. It's a mad, 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 mad world. And it won Academy Award for Best Original Music Score and more awards as well. Um, the alarm's going off. All right. It's a mad, 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 mad world. It's not here, so it's good. All right, so uh, let's see. I'm going to have Brandon hit you with that bit of the, uh, what they're saying about it. There you go, buddy. You're going to hit me with what they're saying. Yeah, hit them with the best shot, Brandon. All right, it has got a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. That's wonderful news. Rotten Tomatoes, 69%. Hmm. That's not bad. That's actually fresh, right? Yep. I mean, it's in the 60s. <laughs> 59% on Metacritic and 91% like this on Google. That's what their thoughts are. Okay. We're going to see if Aaron and I agree on this. We're going to see if we agree. I'm going to go with a no. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't. We probably won't. But, uh, all right, so let's get to it. Uh, the movie starts with Jimmy Jim Durant. Uh, I'm going to settle for that. Um, driving like a madman. 
mad, 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 man, um, down the highway, uh, and uh, weaving in and out of traffic, in and out of traffic yeah. between cars, finally hits a cur- hits a turn, boom, uh, uh, and goes over a embankment down a cliff and dies, which in real life, it would have been more brutal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he looked relatively okay, you know. He did. He looked fine. Yeah, especially yeah. back in the 1963, I don't believe that there were seatbelts. So, I don't know. Fact check me on that. I'm not sure. But I don't think that there are seatbelts. They're not good ones. But a lot of people would have been dead in this movie, by the way. But, um. Yes, they would have. This, man, uh, so we got that, uh, Mr. Mr. Jimmy Durant. For those who don't know, uh, Jimmy Durant was a, uh, he sung, um, It's a Wonderful World. And I say to myself, he's known for that. What I remember from him is actually from a lot of Warner Brothers cartoons where Mickey, not Mickey, but Bugs Bunny would act like him or they have a character kind of look like him a little bit. So he's iconic because he's known for his kind of a big nose, uh, you know, his trademark, you know, which he didn't say this. But uh, in here, the money, I think, was like, Brandon, I think it's 350000 something like that. I, I actually don't recall the, the amounts. There's supposed to be a lot of money, a lot yeah. of loot. Well, for that time, I guess it was. But three fifty still, I mean, I would like it. I'll take it. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice finding under a big W. Um, and uh, so, but as he wrecks the car, uh, he uh, is encountered by uh, Milton Berle, playing J. Russell Finch. Uh, do you know anything about Milton? The only one I know about was uh, Donuts. It, who just shows up later on. And, and then uh, Jerry Lewis. You see Jerry Lewis? No, I didn't. He was in a car. Driving, and, it, and I think Spencer Tracy looks out the window and screams at him to slow down. And it's Jerry Lewis, uh, who is a, was a was probably what the biggest comedian at the time, maybe made a quick little cameo. Also, Peter Falk is in this movie. Uh, if anybody knows who Columbo is, yeah, that's Peter Falk. You might know him also as Grandpa in uh, uh, Prince's Diaries, The Prince's Bride, Prince's Bride. He's the grandfather that is the, reading uh, Fred Savage's story. The guy from uh, Gilligan's Island's in this as well. Uh, which one? Uh, 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 you talking about Gilligan himself or? No, 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 no. Professor or? Professor Howe. Who was he? He played some. Some. It looked like it looked like he's playing some rich guy. Maybe I I totally missed him. Uh, he wasn't in it very long. Uh, oh okay. Also, uh, the uh, one of the cabbies, the uh, black cabbie, uh. He is, um, let me see if they got him listed on IMDb here. I want to make sure I get him right. Eddie Rochester Anderson, who plays a uh, second cab driver. Uh, he's known for, he's a big, he's a big African-American comedian at the time. He was known for doing like a lot of those, uh, like spoof of Universal Monster movies, but he will react to like, you know, a ghost or something like that. He was really big for his time. Although, you know, because of um, uh, the NAACP and uh, images and stuff like that, he was later considered to be not a good image for blacks. Uh, but because of his stereotypical, you know, always scared and, you know, playing like that. 
But uh, but back then, African Americans had to act and do what they had to do to to be in film and yeah. TV. They had to play whatever characters that they can have, uh, and that's what was open to them at that time. But yeah, he was in this movie. He was in this movie as well. Uh, Mickey Rooney, a young Mickey Rooney, was right. in this movie as Dingbell. Um, and then, uh, so I liked him as well. I liked him and his brother. I guess it's his brother. Um, they yeah, were. I think they were, they were brothers. They were funny. I also like um, the uh, the one guy. Uh, I think no, he, they weren't brothers. His name is Benji, but Benji Benjamin in this movie. Maybe they were just best friends. Best friends, yeah. But um, I also like that guy that that was like the mover, the truck mover guy. Yeah, he was my favorite. Yeah, he just his simple, simple. He was like the part. Oh, and the most sleazy character in this movie is that wormy dude with the glasses. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. They, they got over on Don Knotts. They got over on on uh. The trucker. Yeah. Um, I didn't like him at all. All right. So also, uh, Melvin Melville Crump is in this movie. Like I said, Buddy Hackett plays uh, Benji Benji Benjamin. Ethel Merman is Mrs. Marcus. She was fun. She's kind of she played up her character well as um, a rude mother. She's the oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Dick Ch- Dick Sean. Uh, uh, Sylvester Marcus, he plays Sylvester. That's the son that uh, later on shows up. Phil Silvers is Otto Mayer. Uh, he's that. He's that. Um, he's the guy that we hate. He's the uh, guy that probably come in on the money. Okay. Jonathan Winters, Lenny Pike, uh, Terry Thomas, Jay uh, Hawthorne. There's so many people, man, in this movie. It's hard to even. But mainly. It was cool seeing um, a young Mickey uh, Mickey, Mickey uh, Rooney. It's cool to see him. Uh, I thought that the casting themselves was pretty cool, and it, uh, for his time, I imagine it was probably very expensive to have all these big budget guys. People, I would, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, even for the sixties, I would say it was pretty expensive though. But it was like the, for his time is a really big thing. So, uh, so. Uh, Jimmy Durant or Smiler, uh, he pretty much tells him that they, he buried some money. He literally kicks a bucket, which I, it got me a little chuckle at that. I'm like, I thought of him literally kicking the bucket, and uh, and uh, but then like they was talking about it. They they it was interviewed by the cops. Speaking of the cops, we see overlooking overseeing this whole thing. Is Spencer Tracy, are you familiar with Spencer Tracy? I am not. Spencer Tracy was like the biggest star in Hollywood at one point in his career. He was like, he was like the equivalent of a, a Brad Pitt or a George Clooney at, for his time. Uh, and he, um, but later on he started playing more roles like this. One of his last roles is in uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Cindy Portier. But he plays the father who uh, who finds out that his daughter is dating a black guy. And, and this is in the 60s. So this is very taboo uh, at the time when this movie came out. But yeah, and he's in that movie. He plays such a great, great character. Uh, loving, loving father. He's not racist. He just doesn't understand. Yeah. But then like he learns, learns uh, who this guy is. And, you know, 
Their movie should never have been touched, Bernie Mac. I'm sorry. So they, Bernie, because Bernie and um, uh, Ashton Kutcher try to redo it. And they, Guess who? It's so terrible. You don't like it? No, nobody likes it. You I like it. it. Oh, you would like it. Ben you should, it. Oh, well, I don't Us matter. white people like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible movie. But, uh. uh nothing Bernie did was terrible? Come on. Yes, that was. And so was Mr. 3000. So, yes, he did do some terrible stuff. Um, I like Mr. 3000. You would. All right. So they uh, essentially, I love, uh, I love Brandon when they get, get up, up back to the road and they start talking and uh, they start like, okay, um, well, Hey, I'm not going to go for it. Just so's done. Well, I, I'm just going to go ahead cause we got to make it back to our honeymoon yeah. and we got to do this. We got to do that. Do, do, do. And then like, they just all kind of watching one another and then uh, they start, slowly start uh, speeding up yeah picking up speed i love all right i'm gonna get into it so i love the beginning portion of it yeah. i do think that the middle lulled a little too much and i lost a lot of interest towards the middle but it picked back up for me towards the end that's where i was in this movie we agree on something partly <laughs> I, I like the beginning i lost interest in the middle and i never got it back you never got it back. I never got it back. I was... Not even when Spencer uh, double crossed him. No, I. I kind of knew it. See it I, coming. I saw it coming. Because I you see, because understand. you watch Rat Race, you watch it out of order. No, I watched Rat Race last night. I watched okay. it yesterday. Okay. Around nine in the morning. Okay. Well, yeah, that's too early to watch this movie. Now. Well, <laughs> it's two hours and thirty nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about one person that's in this. Um, movie i want to make sure i get all right so i think it is melville crump um i think he's the guy that was married to the woman who like they were on their honeymoon and they get locked down in the storage closet or yeah yeah they try to blow it up and yeah it doesn't work he was in greece (laughs) was he yes he played coach calhoun in greece okay so yeah he had to be much older uh, he was also in history. I know him from History of the World. He played the Chief K Man in there, but um, but yeah, um, but yeah. So the movie for me, I can see why a lot of people say that this is their best or one of their favorite movies. Like uh, uh, I forget his name, but from uh, Cinemasker, uh, it's like his favorite movie of all time, um, because he grew up watching it, and you know, and I can understand that, uh. He's like my age, but he still enjoyed this movie. He was exposed to it, and he reminds him watching his child and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I can understand it, and I'm not going to ever crap on anyone else's love for a film. Because, you know, people might not understand my love for Halloween uh, 78, but, you know. Especially if they're not horror fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, but I, I, I liked... I liked how big the movie felt. I love the thing. The, the score is great. Um, but I just felt, I didn't, like you said, you, it's, it was hard to kind of gain the interest again. What gained the interest for me is when they made it to the park and then, uh, uh, when they started seeing, when, when they, not when they spotted the W, but when the girl spotted the W and, uh, and then when she's talking to Spencer, I love that part where she's like, well, nobody knows yet. We can, we just take it and I split it with you and we can just. Go away, get away, get away from here. I can change and be whoever I want. Cause you can tell that she's not happy 
being married to the the man she's married to. She's not happy with the mother that she has. She's overbearing. Her brother's a beatnik idiot. Uh, yeah, you know, like and his girlfriend's weird. His girlfriend's doing weird dances, man. Um, yeah, that that aspect of the movie with that family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It was just a major turnoff for me as a fan of film. I just could not get. It. I, I I hated the mother to begin with. Okay. Uh, I know you that you said she was. She fun. was she, like I yeah. understood who her character was. Yeah. But you know it wasn't. It was one of those I didn't really. It I I felt like towards her as I felt towards the mother in National Lampoon's uh, Family Vacation. The mother I just hated when she showed up. And yeah. she and I was happy when she left the movie, cause you know that's how I felt. Although the actress like died like shortly oh. either after the movie or prior or during, I don't know. She's really really ill. But uh, yeah, no offense to her, but she was great that she did. But I just wasn't it pulled me out when she yeah. when she was on there. The people that really pulled me into this movie was Mickey Rooney. And his and and his buddy Benji, uh, uh, Benji, but Benji Benjamin, uh, they were really funny. That um, the uh, truck driver guy, he was really funny. Yeah, I, like I didn't really like Milton Barrow. I did kind of like the British guy, to some uh, extent. Yeah, yeah, but rest of them really, no, nobody really pulled me. Don not showed up, and I was excited for Don. Yeah, it, it was like. For me, cause at that point in time, I was like completely dead to this story, and he brought it alive. I mean, it just, and I was like, oh, he's not going to be in it much, though, so it's so it disappointing, but I loved, I laughed when he was on screen, Yeah. which, I mean, it's Don Knotts. I mean, it's Don Knotts, yeah, um, and it's funny, they probably could only afford that much of Don Knotts. Probably. Or that much of Jerry Lewis, that much of uh, Peter Falk, you know, although Peter Falk was probably a relatively young young actor at the time. I think which one did he play? He played the other cabbie. There's two cab drivers. One was the black oh, okay, cab driver, okay. and the other one was the white guy. Okay. The white guy's Peter Falk. Um who uh who is the Stooges were supposedly in it too, but I never did spot them. Really? Yeah. They're oh. in the opening credits. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did it did it say them for, for sure? It said three stooges. So Maybe it's in the three hour cut that we didn't see. <laughs> I don't know because I don't remember seeing them. Um, I do like also. I like the scene where uh, I want to get his name right. Uh, the uh, the truck driver. Uh, the uh, one that uh, Lenny Pike, Jonathan Winters. Uh, I loved when he destroyed that. Like over the garage, yeah, yeah. just too over the top. <laughs> he destroyed it. Yeah, um, you know, it's just so crazy the way it came down. Yeah, I think he was just simply the best character uh, mm -hmm. of them all. And he's the one that you kind of pull for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just uh, <sighs> that's how that's what I thought about it. I'm not gonna give my score yet, uh, because I'm gonna save it for when we do the verses and who wins and the scores, but. Essentially, at the end of this movie, Spencer Tracy, who uh, they set up in the movie that he's already had some type of financial issues. Yeah. His wife is kind of nagging him, I think. It sound, seemed like. Yeah. What I didn't understand about it, though, uh, maybe you can help me with this, because uh, I didn't understand how he knew so much. Me neither. Because I actually thought it was his money. 
That's what I kind of like. I thought he was doing it. The guy that died, he was doing it for him. Well, I thought he was controlling. You know what he like? Yeah, he was setting it, him up. Yeah, it just was weird. Like because he knows everybody. Yeah, even people that he and they were following him, and it just it seems weird. Like where? Yeah, I understand that. Like and that kind of I don't think that it was really really explained for me how they knew each other like how they how like maybe he's been trailing that guy for the longest the jimmy durant and uh and then like when he died um they got a buzz that these people may go after this money and he yeah. might have said something and so they try to trail him um i don't know now nothing a lot of these landmarks you can still visit some of them but the w's gone uh uh i, I know that because i watched cinema master he Toward the uh, locations, but um, he's a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know what? I just I don't know. So he Spencer Tracy essentially goes there and they dig the money out, and he finally says, <laughs> uh, "It's funny because like while they're digging, I think um, Benji Benjamin is sit, sit, standing next to uh, Spencer Tracy, and he just kind of looks at him. He's like, you know, you know, nods him, and he thinks." Who who is that guy? You know, because yeah. it's just like a random guy that hadn't been there at all. And then like at one point they're like, wait, wait, who's this guy? And I thought you brought him. No, no, I thought he came with you. No, did he not come with you? You know, and um, uh, come find out he's the police. He's a detective, and he tells them to go turn themselves in. But he takes the money, and I guess he planned. It seemed like he planned all along to run because he took. The money, and he is heading to a garage, I guess, to get in another vehicle yeah. or to get away. And so he had a plan. So maybe it was his plan all along is to take the cash. I think that was his plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, you know, um, so they they pretty much foiled that plan. Everybody, they was in this, they was on, they uh, chased him into an old bit rickety building on a dangerous fire escape. Um, yeah. And, uh, and they drop the, the cash and everybody gets the cash down on the ground and no, none of them get it. Um, and everybody gets injured and they're all in the hospital and it's the end of the movie. Did you like the ending though? I liked the chase leading up to the end, but I didn't really, I, it just, I don't know. For me, it was somewhat like, okay, there's being somewhat realistic with this movie. Somewhat. <laughs> then you get to the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it, it's just too over the top for me. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was like, you got people falling down that ladder. Yeah. And they don't die. You got people getting electrocuted and don't yeah, yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and, the, and the way that they fell, like, the way their bodies looked was, like, clearly dummies. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you know... I don't know. That's just how I felt about it. Now, we're going to move on to the next one because we want to try to knock it out one episode if possible, guys. Um, Rat Race 2001. Uh, this is what is versing in the next corner, Rat Race. Um, it's an action comedy from 2001. It's an hour and 52 minutes long. Um, all right. In an ens- ensemble film about easy money, Greed, manipulation, and bad driving, a Las Vegas casino tycoon entertains his wealthiest high rollers, a group that will bet on anything, by pitting six ordinary people against each other in a wild dash for two million 
dollars jammed into a locker hundreds of miles away. Uh, the tycoon and his wealthy friends monitor each racer's races every move to keep track of their favorites. The only rule in this race is that there is no rules. Or there are no rules. Brandon's going to hit you with the, uh, the ratings. The scores. Okay, you got a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Ooh, Rotten Tomatoes gives this a 44%. They love it. <laughs> Metacritic, 52%. They love it a little bit more. What about them Google users? But Google now gives it 92%. A little bit better than yep. a mad, 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 mad world. Yep. All right. So this movie, Rat Race, uh, this movie stars, um, it actually has, compared to Miss Mad, 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 Mad World, they're not as huge as name, names. Well, they're, I think at the time, they were still, like, Cuba is still, was still pretty big at that point uh, in his career. But it has Breckenmeyer, which I always like Breckenmeyer. Yeah, he was still kind of fresh, I would say. Yeah. Because he was coming off Road... Road Trip. Road Trip, which Amy Smart was. Yeah, yeah. It, that's what... Uh, they had great, I'm, I'm going to talk, talk to they you about that. I'm going to talk to you about that, Brandon. <laughs> All right. Uh, Janica uh, Berger... Is a hotel clerk, which I don't know. Why? I don't know why IMDb does it like this. Uh, Cuba Good Jr. as Owen Templeton. Uh, let's see. Um, all right, Seth Green is as Dwayne Dwayne Cody. Gloria Alfred is Gloria Alfred. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. She's in it. Uh, all right, uh, Gloria All right, she's in the movie. All right, Vince Veloof is Blaine Co- uh, Cody. I should just let me hold up. Let me just do it this way, because I hate the way that IMDb does it. They're gonna give you everybody's in the movie, but they ain't gonna. Was Kevin Klein in the movie? Is one of the guys that was betting on no. stuff with John Cleese? No, I thought I thought there was at one point, but I, I don't thought think it was, was him too. But um, I don't think he had any lines in the movie, so I was like, I don't think it was him. But uh, let me see. Let's view the cast. Here we go. That's this is what I'm into. Rowan Atkinson as Enrico, uh, trust his name. I, I can't, Enrico, let's call him Enrico because this thing's cutting it off. Amy Smart as Tracy, uh, Whoopi Goldberg as Vera, uh, John Lovitz as Randy Pear, uh, Pear, um, Cuba Gooden Jr. as Owen, uh, breaking his neck, uh, John Cleese as Donald, uh, Trump, let's go. Huh? <laughs> huh? I said Donald Trump, but no. Well, maybe. Well, he kind of reminded um, me a little bit of Donald Trump. Seth Green is Dwayne. Uh, Dave something Thornton, I think, is Harold. And then um, there's like Paul Red Rodriguez does a cameo in it. Gloria Allwright does a cameo in it. Kathy Bates has Ka- a cameo. Kathy Bates has a freaking cameo in this. Uh, Rance Howard has a ca- uh, cameo in this. That's Ron Howard's uh, father, Clint Howard's father. Um, Vince Valu is uh, Blaine Cody. And there's and then Lene Chapman is Merrill. And then Kathy um, is Beverly Pear. Uh, Kathy Najimi, I think I said the name right. And then uh, also, uh, dude from Seinfeld, Newman. Yeah. Wayne that- Knight. 
AKA the dude that let the Raptors out. <laughs> yeah. It was originally supposed to be Jason Alexander, though. Wayne kind of stole it from him. Oh, wow. I I'm didn't know that. I'm disappointed by that. Because I would have liked seeing Jason Alexander in this. Okay. But, just, I mean, Wayne Knight's good in it, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just, you know, I like George better. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Dean Kane is in it. Is yes! Dean Kane, Superman! All right, so let me go back to the Was he Superman at this time? I think so, yeah. He was famous. This was clearly a cameo. Because uh, they the way that they the revealed him, the way that they revealed him, because you can't really couldn't make out yeah. that it was him, and then like when he finally looked in the car, you like, oh man, that's Dean Kane, you know, uh, Superman's pissed at him, um, but um, so essentially all these people have uh, they're at this uh, casino in Las Vegas, breaking Myers there for a, uh, a bachelor, bachelor party, party. Uh, and then you have Whoopi Goldberg there. To meet uh, her, uh, her daughter. daughter that she gave up at a young age. Uh, so Vera's there to meet her daughter. Uh, and then you have uh, John Levitz uh, doing a family vacation to see uh, Siegfried and Roy, I think, uh, uh, in Vegas. Just to have a family vacation there. Yeah. And then you have uh, uh, Seth Green and his brother, um, Blaine, who... Is in Vegas pretty much. They I guess they wanted to make it big, but then they also trying to con. The way it made it sound like they lost their money, yeah, Betty, and so they're gonna uh, try to, you know, con their way to get into to some money. Um, am I missing anyone else that from the initial cast? Oh, Cuba, Cuba Gooden Jr., who is a uh, NFL referee who blew one of the biggest calls in history. Uh, and then, uh, which is actually based on your story. And then, uh, <laughs> really, I gotta ask you about that. And then, uh, and then lastly, because I'm gonna go come to that next. And lastly, we have Rowan Atkinson as uh, um, the guy that is visiting Las Vegas, and um, and just happens to be entered into this competition, which you don't see him until he comes in for the competition. Right, yeah, I don't think yeah. we introduced to him. Yeah, we're not. But tell me about Cuba. All right, yeah, he's a referee that blew an overtime call. In real life, the referee, this happened uh, like in 2000, I believe. So it makes sense, okay. Pittsburgh Steelers, Detroit Lions, Thanksgiving football. They went in overtime. Jerome Bettis from the Pittsburgh Steelers said uh, heads, I believe. No, he said tails, tails, because it was actually tails. And the referee didn't hear him. So he gave the ball to Detroit. They ended up winning the game. And the following week, Jerome Bettis comes out. He's got a board at the coin toss that says tails written down. They made it a big joke. I think the referee ended up getting fired. Mm. <laughs> he never, I never saw him again. Never heard from him again. Yeah, it was, it was one yeah. of the biggest blunders in NFL history. In, in this movie, so he says... Uh, his and they're like no 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 I said tails it's tails and like, no what was it heads tails what and then like he starts like giving people fines and and yeah. stuff like that uh yeah he so he's the biggest screwball in NFL history as a referee and so that kind of plagues him throughout most of this movie yeah um and so they're all at this casino uh, let me immediately tell you that I love this movie but <laughs> you know uh they they're all at this casino. I've seen it before, but just me watching it, 
I was never bored. That's the big difference between the two. I was never bored watching this. Um, they're at the casino, and um, Breckenmeyer is trying to check out, uh, and he is, uh, you know, the lady's like, well, uh, he's like, what is these charges? And so uh, he was watching, somebody in his room was watching Afro Horse. <laughs> he said, he watched Afro Horse uh, last night for two hours last night, Afro Horse uh, this morning. You cut over to like, was it Sesame Street or something? Yeah, like for that? ten minutes. For ten minutes, and then you turn back to Afro Horse, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's just uh, and it's funny. Uh, it, and then like she starts describing what it was about. He's like, I don't need you to tell me, but um, um, Breckenmeyer uh is there and he's trying to leave. His friend says, Hey man, why are you leaving? He's like, Well, you don't. Uh, yeah, I gotta get back to Chicago. He's like, Man, you're always running away and not wanting to risk thing. You don't you don't do anything illegal. You just so straight cut and so yeah. narrow and just don't do anything, man. Have a little fun, you know, break out of your shell. Be be you know and so that was kind of his motivation. Um and then um you have John Lovitz who uh, was one of my favorite people in this movie. Uh who uh seems like he just wanted to Get, have a vacation away from his family, but they had to come along. <laughs> That's how it kind of was was to me. Um, and he wanted to gamble. Did you relate to this at all, Aaron? <laughs> but, uh, um, and, uh, and Just so, the way you described it, I felt like you're getting really excited. <laughs> like you, like you've been it, there. And then, uh, obviously, uh, Seth Green and uh, his brother, um, well, let's call him uh, Blaine and Blaine and Dwayne. Uh, so they um, are there for the scam, and all of them end up putting money into this machine, and all of them end up getting a coin. Yeah. And the coin uh, allows them. Also, Whoopi and his, her daughter. I didn't, those are the two I wasn't that attached to the most. Yeah, I was surprised that I didn't really care for Whoopi Goldberg yeah. in this movie. That upsets me deeply. Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't care for her. Uh, but I will say, Seth Green and the brother are the dumbest characters in this movie. Yeah, they also they also cap captured the screen really well. Yeah. But yeah, I um so I really enjoyed the uh, uh let's see so they I'll get to the they like his uh, Whoopi's old uh, daughter in this movie um she is. She's supposed to be some type of executive, and she's like brash and like unloving. She like breaks her phone and stuff like that. Yeah, you know. Um, but um, so they all end up going to this. They all win and all go go to this meeting where John Cleese, uh, who is let's find old Johnny. John Cleese is uh pretty much. Is billionaire, is eccentric billionaire, uh, and he is wanting to. He has put over a million dollars, or is it a million? Two million. Two million dollars, yeah, into a lockbox in um, New Mexico. Yeah. Um, and and so he, he waits for everybody to come in. Uh, Roy Roy Rowan Axson. Is Mr. Beam is the Mr. Bean is the very last one to come in the room, and then like they they just all there. He's like, well, listen, 
There's money. I have money hidden in a vault somewhere in uh, New Mexico. Go. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, what do you mean money? Like two million dollars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, is there rules? There's no rules. Only thing you got to do is go. <laughs> you know, and he kept saying that. He's pretty much trying to tell him the race is on. Yeah. And the winner right now is Mr. Uh, uh, Nick, uh, was a Nick Schaefer because he's the closest to the door. Yeah. And so they all are in the hallway, pretty much like in uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world where they're like, eh, well, we're not going to go for it. You know, and the first one to kind of dip out is John Lovitz is like, hey, you know what? Uh, my room is just down beneath me. I'm just going to take the stairs. And then uh, Cuba's like, yeah, I'll take the stairs too. Uh, the elevator's taking too long. I think I'll go ahead and take the stairs. And then like um, other people start filtering their way to the stairs as well. And, um, and, then they did that. Who let the dogs out? Because it's timely yeah. at the time. Which, what'd you think? About the song? Yeah, the song in that scene. <laughs> uh, it, I thought the song was fitting for the scene they were doing. <laughs> and, and, and anytime that song hits, it comes on in a movie or randomly uh, on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. I have to sing along with it. Like so, last night when I was watching, it's like it came on. Who let the dogs out? Okay. And Aaron's like, don't ever do that again. I apologize. I apologize. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I like the song. Okay, I guess. (laughs) I'll see. All right, so the uh, song came on. uh, They're going down the stairs. At the same time when everybody's in this rat race trying to make it, trying to get to the vehicles and stuff like that, Rick and Meyer is like, "Eh, I I don't care about it. He just, he's sitting at the bar and he, uh, Throws the throws the locker key in the garbage, and he's like thinking, "Oh, well, I ain't worried about it. Let me just go ahead and, um, you know, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and sit here and wait for my flight." Yeah. And at the same time, he sees Amy Amy Smart is her yeah. name. Um, who we talked about it. They were in road trip together. They were. And they had great chemistry in there, and they have great chemistry in here. It's like almost as if you can tell they're really friends. But it's almost as if they're a real couple because they really have these two have really great chemistry together. Like, they didn't you feel that way when you seen them on the screen? Oh yeah, definitely. From from the first uh, that, uh, scene they did together, it's like okay, I feel like I'm almost back in road trip. <laughs> yeah. In, in a sense, but yeah, I thought their chemistry was outstanding. Uh, they pair really well they together. They do, and uh, you know, at the time. I, this was after. This is. I think this is after road trip. So, that's it. That's when I, I first noticed them together was in road trip. Yeah. And so road trip was like what, ninety nine, uh, two thousand maybe. Maybe two thousand. I think road trip is two thousand because it kind of, uh, it kind of went after the um. Was, was uh, what's the name in it from uh American Pie? Was he in road trip? I feel like. DJ Squall, Qual, DJ Qualls. Qualls was in it. Um, um I then, think I know you're talking. No, not that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? I'm talking about uh, Stifler. Stifler's in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. He is. He is. Uh, yeah. I thought you was talking about Thomas Allen and Nichols. No, no, no. Uh, there's a guy that kind of looks, looks like, like him. him. Yeah, but it's not him. But no, Stifler's in it. So it's 2000. Uh, yeah, Road Trip. So yeah. the Road Trip came out right before the right before this movie, and so. But yeah, Amy and uh, and Reckon uh, had great chemistry together. 
I've known Brecken since he was like freaking in Nightmare on M Street. Like he was in uh I think uh Freddy's Dead. He's he in that one. <laughs> he was he, the guy that was a stoner was. that got sucked into the Nintendo video game yeah. and Freddy killed him. That's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah. Movie. He's a now I'm playing with power. Oh yeah, you forgot about the power glove. <laughs> freaking Freddy Krueger. But anyway, <laughs> But so he's he's horror alumni. He's horror alum right there. Uh, Brecken is so. Um, but yeah, man, they're uh, they're sitting there, and uh, she's a she's a helicopter pilot, and uh, she's going to New Mexico, gotcha. uh, uh, and um, he thinks about it. He's like, I have a chance to you know, get this money. He tried to flirt with her. It didn't. It wasn't really successful. But she wasn't really rude to him or nothing. Uh, but she. They were reading the same book about a. Yes. Yeah. Train. Yeah. Was it? it wasn't really a transgender. He, she isn't joking, but it was uh, about uh, is a it's a pilot. Um, I'm trying to remember the pilot. Yeah, Lindbergh. Yeah, that's, that's Lindbergh. It. Yeah, yeah. She says, "Oh, I love the part where he became a, a transsexual. He got uh, uh, operation." And she's he's like, "Really? Because clearly he hadn't either read that part or really read it." Um, I'm gonna go if he's never read it. Um, but yeah, um, but she uh, essentially uh, offers to fly him. She doesn't know about the money. He says he's going because his sister needs an operation because she's been by <laughs> what a shark. Brandon loved that a shark. And so uh, as that's going, I love the scene where she says, "Well, let me try to stop in on my boyfriend and see how he's doing." And um, she finds out this he's cheating on her. And uh, she goes crazy, like crazy. Oh, she goes mad. Like her eyes, her look on her face is frightening. It's awesome. I yeah. loved it. I mean, the whole scene when he's in his truck after the pool explodes. Yeah. <laughs> he's driving away and she's in the helicopter chasing him. It almost felt like oh, like T2 almost. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, mean, it's her look on her like was looking like the man. And Mark was scared to death. <laughs> Yeah, he hammed it up over there, too. Um, and so, uh, they essentially get away in the car. Um, and uh, at the same time, you have, uh, you know, Seth, uh, Seth, Ma Seth Green uh, and his brother, uh, Dwayne and Blake, Blaine, trying to get their way to, uh, like, cheat their way across the country by stealing, by doing this, by doing that. Um, and they try to go make a copy of the key. The guy that they, the guy that overheard them and, and made the copy of the key, is uh, is another guy is known. Have you seen Prison Break? I have. He was the screwball dude in Prison Break. Screwball. Okay, I'm trying to place him. I don't. I can't place him. He was the guy in Prison Break that um that was kind of. Nutty, the nutty dude that kind of uh, had a helmet on his head and hid out in the garage and then was going to make a raft to kind of go across to the treasure or whatever, trying to escape. But he ended up getting shot by. Um, now I got to watch Prison Break again. Yeah. I have to watch it again because yeah. I'm not remembering this guy. Yeah, he was in it. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's who he was. So I was like, hey, look at there, it's that dude. But then. Uh, so Cuba, it's just a lot of people to really mention. So Cuba ends up getting in the car with uh, 
Rodriguez. I, I forget his name now. Because he's such a comedian. I knew it at the time because uh, he was a huge comedian, but I forgot all about him, honestly, yeah, I until too. I seen him in this movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, he, I forgot all about what it. I think what he's it? also in the cowboy way. Uh, Paul think. Rodriguez. I was like, I forgot all about him. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so he gets taken out to the desert, uh, left mm-hmm. naked, essentially, and he has to walk and walk his way over there. He ends up walking his way into a uh, rest stop, and... Uh, he gets on the bus full of Lucy, like Lucy. I love Lucy. I love Lucy impersonators. Uh, now they is that said, a thing? yeah. Now uh, this is something <laughs> I want to mention. I looked at some reviews on YouTube. In order for anybody to portray Lucy as cosplay, they have to get direct permission from the Lucille Ball, uh, you know, uh, estate. And so all those Lucille Ball impersonators in that movie are actual Lucille Ball impersonators. That has the permission from the wow. state to act like a likeness, so that's why they were so on point with like her mannerisms and you know and the cries and the Owen, you know, like things like that. Yeah, that's why they're so good because of that. Uh, so they they didn't just get regular actors and stuff and dress them like this. These were literally people that are allowed and licensed to to portray her. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. No, uh, so uh, yay movie for doing your research or something. Yeah. But Cuba Gooden, I loved his, I loved him uh, as he he was just desperately trying to get across by uh, pretending to be this bus driver, yeah. and he tricked the bus driver out of getting giving his clothes. He says, "I need your hat to keep your vagina." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I laughed at that part. <laughs> but uh, what else happened? Uh, tell me about uh, Whoopi, because that's the one I was least scared about. Okay, well, Whoopi and her daughter are driving. Uh, literally, the only thing I can really remember with those two, they come to a stop where this woman is got is selling squirrels. <laughs> She's got squirrels in cages, like birds. And who is that woman? That woman is Kathy Bates. And she brings life to these two characters. She really did. Uh... Like, Whoopi and the, the woman that was playing her daughter Lord. that she never met had no chemistry, which would, I guess, would be accurate because they wouldn't yeah. really have chemistry. So that's accurate. It's just, it was, it was very stale to watch. Yeah, they were just not, they just wasn't, but so, yeah, they were, they were boring, but then they come across Kathy Bates, the lovely, great Kathy Bates, who, uh, selling squirrels. Yeah, she's selling squirrels. And uh, and uh, she's like, try to tell him, take a squirrel. Hey, what do you want to buy a squirrel? Whoopi's acting somewhat interested, and the yeah. daughter's not. And, says, I'm and not the daughter snaps. Like, I don't yeah. care about your damn squirrels. I just want to know, do you or do you not know how to go to the road? And then she's like, uh-oh, should have bought a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she says, do this, do this, do this, and then when you do this, turn. So she gave him uh, directions, and the directions lead him. Off the cliff. Now, this was almost a reference to that scene in yeah. It's a Mad, 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 Mad World where the kid tells the swarmy dude uh, uh, how to get back to the road. Yeah. But he goes down a hill. But he went down on purpose. He's like, all right, that's the way down. And he goes down. Uh, whereas in here, they didn't mean to. <laughs> and there's signs that you should have have bought a squirrel, you know. <laughs> And then they crash the car, and then that, that one corpse falls out with the, I love nuts. Um, 
No, I love squirrels, not nuts. I love squirrels, yes. Not nuts, I'm sorry. Well, you love squirrels, you love nuts too. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. <laughs> all right, but, uh, uh, so, oh, by the way, while all this is going on, uh, John Cleese uh, is uh, entertaining his rich friends with weird things, whether it's a, a prostitute trying to see what how much it costs for her to do the weirdest thing possible, or uh, cleaning ladies hanging from the curtains or something. Uh, and then like, there's other little things that they do just to kind of, and they essentially showing that they do stupid stuff and give their money away because there's nothing for them to do that to entertain themselves. To entertain themselves. And I actually believe this. Mm-hmm. That these type of people would do that. Yeah, it was very believable. And then, uh, now, uh, the well, character we didn't mention as much of is Rowan Atkinson's character. Of, uh, Which, I mean, he's not in it a whole lot. He yeah. just kind of shows up and... <laughs> he, he's uh, he's silly. Like, he, uh, so he uh, ends up like he has narcolepsy, so he falls asleep. Yeah. Uh, but stands, falls asleep standing, mm-hmm. and then uh, he goes. He tries to goes out, go out the, uh, go out the hotel, and then like he almost get hit by Newman. Um, well, actually, he does get hit. He does get hit by yeah. Newman. Yeah. And then uh, and then Newman's like giving like, oh because break uh, because uh Seth Green them, just took out the plane planes. They was gonna fly yeah. there. But they took out flights, so you had to literally drive yeah. across country to get to this place. From Vegas all the way to New Mexico, which I don't know the distance. But um, but I think it's very, fairly close to one another. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, anyway, so because of that, there's a heart transplant patient somewhere waiting on a heart. And they tasked Newman... To drive the heart across country, and this weirdo, while they're in the drive, like they could have really made it. He could have made it and been there safely, but it's all Newman's fault. Yeah, it is. He wanted to fuck the heart. Newman, Newman's like, right, so hey, you know what we got back here? Because uh, he's like, yeah, we're hauling ass. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, hey, you want to know what we got back here? You just told me we're hauling ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I chuckled at that, and then like uh, he's like, "No, no, 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 no. That's just an expression. I really got a human heart back there." And he just opens it up, and then there's a human heart. Yeah. And um, yeah. So uh, he takes that human heart, and it like he hits a bump in the road or something, and the heart goes flying out the window or yeah. flying under the seat, and then he's trying to squeeze it. <laughs> I start laughing at this. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about it. I'm laughing now. Uh, he uh, he tries to get the heart like so. It was on the floor, and he takes the nickel off of it and stuff. And he's like trying to get it back in the bag. He turns it. And he's like shaking it. Yeah. And then the heart goes flying out the window. <laughs> and then like when Newman looks back at him, he's like he has look was like uh, 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 he went out the window. <laughs> It was like, to me, it was like, it was like dropping something like, oh, you gave me a sandwich. Oh, I'm sorry. It fell out the window. I'm so sorry. You know, but it was a heart. The way he looked at it, like, eh, I'm sorry. It went out the window. And he starts screaming. And, and so uh, they pull over, find out a dog gets the heart. Well, and he, he, he's he, going to play fetch with it. He throws the heart. 
and the dog goes chasing the, the heart. Dog tries to jump an electric fence. The electric fence shocks the dog, kills the dog, and the heart is got holes in it, so it's not good. So Newman thinks he's gonna go ahead and kill Rowan. Yeah. In order to um, yeah, because he's asking, take his heart. Do you have any family? Do you have any kids? <laughs> Did anyone miss you? <laughs> it's like no, no, my mother and my father, they're gone. No, I don't have sisters or brothers. Nobody. I'm completely, utterly alone in life. No one knows uh, where I am. You know, <laughs> you know. And so he's like the perfect victim. Yeah. Um, and and and, and uh, so, uh, but the thing is that the thing is the heart. Uh, he runs. He touches the fence. The heart beats. So I guess Dooman is going to take the heart anyway. Yeah. So it's it's gonna everything's gonna work out for him. <laughs> well then, uh, hopefully. So who do we have next? Uh, at that point, uh, who do we have next? Okay, so I'm trying to think where we where, where are we going next? Um, we got the John Cleese in the stripper, hooker. She wasn't a stripper. She was a hooker. She was a prostitute. She was a prostitute. Get off this, Brandon. Get off. Get off the prostitute. Get off the prostitute, uh, Brandon. Uh, the, okay, so where are we going at? So, so after Got after this, all this, essentially, we're at the point, and we're about to have to stop this and start it back again. But uh, essentially, everyone makes it across country. I do want to mention one thing. The funniest, one of the funniest scenes to me, is uh, concerning uh, John Lovitz and uh, his family. He's drugging his family. Like, oh no, no, before then. So. Uh, this daughter wants to start stop at the Barbie Museum, oh, yeah. and she thinks it's a Barbie doll museum, but yeah. it's really uh, the Barbie from like World War Two, the war the war uh, criminal who like killed a lot of Jews and like, but the Aryans love him, and so they have a museum dedicated to this guy, and and John Lovitz is clearly Jewish, you know, and his family, and so they're just sitting there and they're like. Oh, well, we have a party to go through, a christening for one of our many, many white Christian friends, you know, and so like that. And so at the same time, while they are inside his museum, uh, Blaine and uh, uh, Seth Green, Seth, Blaine and Dwayne, uh, they, uh, they see the car, their car, the family car there. Yeah. And so they destroy it. And so it makes John Lovitz and them have to steal... Hitler's car in order to drive. Yes. And so Hitler's they, car. They steal Hitler's car and they're driving Hitler's car with swastikas on it going down the road. And uh, the, a series of unfortunate events ensue. Uh, like him, uh, his his wife has some black lipstick that was Ava, Ava, uh, Ava Brown <laughs> lipstick. And takes the lipstick and uh and you know he takes it and smudges it on the on the uh steering wheel. Yeah. And then his uh they're playing with like a cigarette lighter and the cigarette lighter they hit a bump or something and the cigarette lighter goes to his mouth and burns his tongue. He pulls it out, throws it out, he burns his tongue now, and then um, they crash and ran off a rope because well he burns his finger first, right? Yeah. And then like he's holding his finger out here to let the wind hit it, but unbeknownst to him is a biker chick. 
next to him, and she he pretty much flips her off, and then his wife flips her off. Like my <laughs> husband burnt his finger. <laughs> You're not helping. <laughs> then they call her a dyke. Yeah, and nice then dyke. She signals everybody to come. And they start beating up Hitler's car, and um and run him off the road. He burns his tongue. He ends up hitting his lip, so he has lips. He has that black smudge across his underneath his nose, but over his lip that looks like a Hitler mustache. And he ends up going to a, a veterans, a World War Two, like a memorial, and uh, they, he's trying to explain to him what happens, but he sounds like he's speaking German. And he's like, something, a zeit, 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 and he's hitting the table, and he's like. And he's talking about him going in the air and he's like pointing his finger about him burning his finger he's trying to explain what happens and uh, essentially it looks like he's being Hitler yes it does and uh, and it was one of the funniest scenes in the movie to me um, but yeah but did you but you like the drug scene though tell me about that man <laughs> drug scene yes okay him and, okay his kids and his wife doesn't want to continue they, they want to go back to Vegas mm-hmm. for some show David Copperfield, maybe? One of them. Somebody. Somebody. Magic show. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they... Was David Copperfield? I think it was Sick Freaking Roy. You're probably right. I don't remember the name. But anyway, so he's, he, he admits he's going to go back. So he ends up getting some shakes. But he ends up putting something in the shakes to make them go to sleep. Sleeping pills. So he drugs them. He drugs his family. Who does that? John Lovitz does that, people. <laughs> yeah, he really does. Hopefully not in her life. I mean, that's just wrong. <laughs> it is. John Lovitz, don't go drugging your family. Anyway, so he, he drugs them, and they're, uh, the bikers show up. Uh, the uh, skinheads show up, too? I, think. Mm-hmm. I thought the skinheads show up, too, didn't they? Yeah, they do, too. Uh, and um, they end up getting in a truck. Trucker. Yep. And uh, he's like, I don't think I have enough room for all of you. He said, yes, you do. <laughs> he starts following his family in, into the truck. Also, there's a scene earlier where he made his daughter, like, poop out the window. Oh, yeah. And they get pulled over. Yeah. And it landed, landed on one of the cop cars. Yeah. And the cop there, I think the cop was the dude from uh, uh, Nick. Uh, um, I think he's the cop. But he played Hightower from... Uh, um, Police Academy. I think it's Police Academy Hightower as a cop again. I don't know. Because uh, it, it shows he's in the scene, and that's the only place I can think that he was in there. I only remember three cops from Naked Gun. No, not Naked Gun. I thought you said Naked Gun. Police Academy. Oh, Police Academy. Officer Hightower. Oh, okay, I got it. Tackleberry. Tackleberry. Yeah, okay, I got it. Tackleberry, you. not Hightower. Tackleberry is the one that was like the Rambo fan. But yeah. I thought you said Naked Gun. So I, messed up. I messed up. Easily just went you to know. the neck again. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna stop this and come back with the uh, rest of this podcast episode. Okay, so we're back and concluding this uh, review of uh, Rat Race. So at the <clears throat> so we left you with uh, John Lovitz drugging his family to make it to uh, the uh, New Mexico. Also, so everybody kind of makes it. So, the like I said, the weakest people in the story is Whoopi. For me, Whoopi and her daughter's story. And so, they make it because they go to, uh, they end up, when they survive the squirrel lady thing, they uh, they go to, like, uh, an event that has, like, this, they're trying to break the sound barrier, like a rocket ship thing. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I they're forgettable. Re- they're so I forgettable. I forgot about that. And so they break. They, they get in this machine, and they uh, and essentially they go really fast, and ended up making it like somewhere, and they get on the bus with like a lot of people from a, a mentally psych- psychological yeah. center, and they're confused because they're kind of like, "We're on a rocket ship." We got to get, there's a squirrel lady, you know, you know, we didn't buy a squirrel and they're oh, that's nice, you know. So they go and they make it, essentially make it to New Mexico. Everybody makes it there and sees, but first one to make it is Rowan because he ran from Newman and yeah. jumped onto the uh, he, bus. He, was it a bus? Some type train? of train. Yeah, he's going really super on, fast. He looked like a superhero jumping in something. <laughs> <laughs> no way. It's possible for him to do that. No way. Not possible at all. But, <laughs> but it's him. And so. He, yeah, and so he makes it on the train, and the train literally lets him off like right in front of the station where he needs to get the, get the thing. So he goes in, and but he falls asleep. Uh, and so everybody else... Comes in town at the same time. Uh, Cuba Gooden got off the bus uh, full of Lucy's because they crashed the bus. She tried to turn, change the tire. Uh, they tire rolled down the tire rolled down the ramp. They uh, they flooded the bathroom. Everything's bad. The whole truck goes over. He pretty much uh, confesses that he's not the bus driver. That he uh, and say they start chasing him. And uh, he runs. He finally makes it to a place where there's a horse. He steals a horse. And he finally makes it to New Mexico. So they all are running. I forget how... Um, I forget how uh, Brecken and Amy made it this way. Do you remember? how What kind of got them there? Uh, I don't remember. They made it there somehow. I forget how they made it. They stole... They ciphered gas from a police car. But... Yeah. Like, and I forget how Stephanie made it there, but all, they all make it there yeah. at the same time, essentially, and they start running and, like, pushing each other and hitting at each other, trying to make it inside this building. And so they make it in there, and they see that dude sleep. And so they try to go and get the key in. They open it, and it's gone. Kind of find out uh, the hooker, not the hooker, <laughs> prostitute, escort. Escort? Hooker. Hooker. <laughs> hooker. Uh, and... The dude, Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas. Dave. <laughs> Not Thomas. from Wendy's. Not from Wendy's. <laughs> uh, he's from uh, SCTV, right? He's like a Canadian actor. Like yeah. he's famous for like. He he was with uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, I was gonna say he was with Rick Moranis. Uh, I think he was in Strange Brew. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Strange um, Brew, yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, he they pretty much decide to take the money. And um, and it also at the same time, the dude from the hot air balloon, the key dude, yeah. shows up again, and he tries to get the money. And take it with the hot air balloon, but he, I don't know, and there's a cow attached to the hot air balloon too. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's a long story. But anyway, um, they end up making it like essentially, they all end up at um. So Rowan didn't. Did Rowan come back? Did Rowan meet back with him? See, because I thought I thought he was at the end. I thought he was at the end at the. So they end up making it to Smash Mouth concert. Yeah. 
uh, and and get grab the he's money. There, I, but he's there. I think he's there because I thought he's dancing silly. Yeah, yeah, he was but there. He I don't know there. how he made it there. I don't either because he was asleep when all that was. Going that on. is a loophole in this movie. Yeah, that's a plot hole. I mean, yeah, loophole plot hole. It's some kind of hole. It's a hole. <laughs> that has me feel. Either. <laughs> but yeah, so they make it there and. Uh, Clearly, you kind of know how this uh, versus mode is going to go because we're talking more about this movie. Uh, but they're, they're, uh, they make it there and kind of find out there's like a feed the children thing, a, yeah. a event. And, uh, now, and they miss it. They, yeah, yeah. Before we get to what actually happens, is it believable everything they went through for this money that they would just give it away? No, it's more believable where Seth was like, no, I ain't giving my way. Y'all can. But I'm yeah, and I was like. Of all the people, now I can see Brecken doing it, yeah. his character doing it, because he really didn't care to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I don't see Cuba doing it. I don't see John doing it, because John... John definitely John's not doing out it. Of money. John's out of work. For John is out of work. <laughs> he literally drugs his family for this money. Yeah, so I, I definitely don't see him doing it, but of all the people, Seth Green's the, the one that's not wanting to do it. I kind of... Also, I don't honestly. I don't know how I feel about the ending too. All right, so they make it to, uh, they find the money and they go open it up and they, it is money. And then all of a sudden, lights come on and they're at a, they're at a Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth concert and the Smash Mouth dude, don't know his name, uh, comes over. The dude, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know. Yeah, I don't know his name. To this day, I cannot tell you this man's name. I could probably look it up, but... I wonder how many hits they had. I can only think of the one. Uh, the one they're singing at the end of the movie. Also, uh, um, the, uh, they have that one song that's really big with the... Walking on the the sun. Will they do that? Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Uh, but this, this... The song that they sang... Uh, wasn't it also in... Um, uh, Can't Hardly Wait was that the same song because they they were fairly fairly unknown at the time. Uh, no, uh, might as well be walking on the sun. Dun, 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 okay, uh, yeah. that's in that's in uh Can't Hardly Wait. So that was that song. That was their first little big hit, and that movie got they got gave them that song at the time when that movie like they weren't really big, and then that kind of helped propel them. And then like you know they was I think they had a song in. Uh, American Pie, I think. Well, I think. Uh, but then, like, what's the song? Rockstar. That's their. Yeah. That's probably the uh, biggest song. Is it called Rockstar? They hey have, now, they, they a Rockstar. Keep they have that one too. That's like from Shrek. I just or is that not him? I was gonna say. I think it's uh. I, I don't think it's him. I was gonna say. I just wanna put your arms around me, baby. I, I don't think it's him. I think that's Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. Ray's very similar, if you think about it. But anyway. Anyway, so <laughs> Smash Mouth guy uh, makes it there and uh they come find out it's at a concert for Feed the Children. But they don't know that they, they kinda don't know this. So they say, Hey yeah, we have uh, Rowan is there because he says, We have decided to all share the money. Yeah. You know. Cause yeah, and they're like, Oh yeah, they decided to share the money. Yeah, with each other. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. here. Yeah. They decided to share the money with each other. Like, which is cool. 
if they would have all just shared the money. I kind of wanted that ending where they all get their split, you know. But yeah. at the end of the day, uh, they. Uh, I mean, two million dollars is a lot to yeah, share. Yeah, and it's and it's two million dollars. Uh, Bless you. He's gonna. So it they... brings it up. <laughs> what happens is like they say, and let's turn, look to the board. They all look to the board because they they don't dine on them what what's being done yet. They like thinking, yeah, we're gonna share the money. They're just celebrating that they're sharing the money with one another that they could work it out, and um, and so uh, they get on the uh, so they get on the uh, they look at the board, and then all of a sudden it says like I think they had like over like so much like six hundred dollars, six thousand, or they had something like that, but then it went like two million and whatever, yeah. and then they like. Especially Cuba, he's like, no, no, that's not, no, that's not what we meant. That's not what we meant, you know. And then like they brought out the little hungry children. Oh, thank you, sir. You know, no, no. Oh. <laughs> you know. And um, they like okay. And and then like they start giving the money. Um, uh, his uh, what's name brother? We didn't mention that fact that uh, Blaine had his tongue pierced, and so it's it's infected. Yeah. He's swollen, so he talks like this the whole time. Yeah, you can't understand what he's saying. Um, and it seems like the girl did just got her tongue pierced too. Yeah, because they meet a girl in the car right next to him that is completely pierced up too, and she happens to be at this concert. Just happens to be that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and so the, everybody essentially gives the money up, and they dance and celebrate, and then they stage dive. And it ends with them like saying Amy's going crazy, enjoying it, looking at the camera, and everybody's digging it. And it and it's a fun movie. It ends having fun. My problem with it is, <laughs> I wouldn't have given the money up. <laughs> That's my. Well, I would have done it. Just Aaron's like I ain't giving my money up. I would give them some money, but I wouldn't give them all my money. Like they all could have just. No. Gave them a portion, but then kept some. I just don't remember who said it. I I, I kind of want to say it was Cuba. Who got it up and said that whatever we y'all make, the the rich guy will double. I think it's Brecken. Brecken sees him. That makes more sense. <laughs> than yeah. Cuba, but yeah. And, well, they kind of said in the beginning of the movie, like a uh, Ro, uh, Rowan Exton says, uh, "I think we should make." Uh, let me get his name right. He says. I think we should make Nick our captain, you know. So Nick was unofficially like the main protagonist in this movie. I would say, although there's multiple characters in it, but yeah. that was the one that we started with him and kind of ended with them. I feel like, but yeah, I it just they he said it uh they whatever they donated the the what was his name rich guy John Cleese John Cleese uh with a double double it. And uh, and he was just freaking out over there. All his little rich, all, and all his rich buddies yeah. were freaking out because all of them is gonna have to give up a lot of money. Like it seemed like they're giving up more. Uh, uh, like it, they they will still be okay at the end oh, of yeah. the day, but they're giving up a lot of their money towards a good cause, and they really don't want to. Um, and see, if they would have actually kept their money and but had them pay. You know, I would have liked that ending. But. I think I would like that too. Like, no, no, no. What, what, when you can have two million, what, uh, instead of taking the two million, what if we can have 
Should I at least donate to you a billion dollars or something like that? And all his friends, and then they start coming up, and they're matching you, and then like you know, then it's gonna yeah. come up. And then they panic, and they are losing their money. But then these people that went through all this, because at the end of the day, they went through all this, and they don't really have much to show for it other than, uh, so Breck and, and Amy are in a relationship, so they're they're a couple. It's Forced, but I never really seen any growth between Whoopi and his her daughter. I don't see that they. I don't even remember. Like if, if I thought about this watching it, like uh, it, it would been something if they would have had a scene where she would have been like, "Okay, um, mom." I don't even know if she ever really acknowledged her as mother or mom. I don't recall hearing her say anything like that. Yeah, so I don't feel like they ever had any true growth, like in their relationship. Yeah. Uh, uh, Blaine ends up with a girlfriend, and you know, and but they're still broke. They're still mm-hmm. Owen is still going to be the most hated referee in the world. Uh, at least if he had that money, he would have yeah. been able to do something with it, you know. But I don't know. And then John Lovitz is still unemployed, you know, or he said he doesn't want to work at uh, Staples or office. But what a vacation he had. But what, what a vacation his family had. I'm, so, I'm, pre, I'm pretty oh. sure they would not accept anything from him ever again. No chocolate. Um, and also, by the way, the wife of play was in um, Hocus Pocus. That was one of the witches from Hocus yeah, Pocus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see um, that now. I didn't see it. And also, Sister Act. Oh, this is kind of a reunion between her and Whoopi Goldberg and Sister Act, too, if you think about it. Yeah. Because they're both in Sister Act together. I t- didn't even think about that um, until just now. And I've seen this movie several times in my life. But um, but yeah, so quick question to you, Brandon. Okay. All right. So best to worst characters in here for you? Both films or just one? This film. No, we ain't worried about the other one. Best character in this. I... Yeah, best team, best people that you kind of rooted for. More than one. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with first, and then them and them. them, them. Uh, I kind of rooted for Cuba first, the the most, because I connected with the referee thing, because it was real. Because <laughs> I, I I don't know, I I love Cuba too, probably the most of those guys. Then it probably be John Lovitz, because uh, uh, he's just. John Lovitz, he's awesome in this movie. He really is. Mm-hmm. And I didn't remember liking him that much the first time around. So, but I don't know. Worst character, though. He's so subtle. His comedy is so great. John Lovitz. Yeah. John Lovitz is a great comedic actor. People don't give him enough credit. Like, his comedy in this movie is really, really good. It's just like, just little things, the looks he gives and stuff. Yeah. But. Worst character. It has to be the daughter of Whoopi's. Uh, yeah, she's forgettable. Like, it, I think they would have casted her instead with somebody that was a little bit more known. Because yeah. I don't know. I've never seen this woman. I've never seen her again as far as I, I know. I haven't either. Uh, but if they would have, instead of cast her with her, cast her with, uh, I forget her name. I want to say her name Deborah or something like that. It's from, uh, she's from Mad TV. You know what I'm talking about? There's a, uh, African American actress kind of remind me of Whoopi, you know. Okay, I got the face. But yeah, I don't, she was I don't really, name. she was really big on Mad. She was yeah. like the, uh, they Mad TV had her at the time. 
Uh, if they would have cast her as Whoopi's daughter, I think that would have been a little bit more believable, you know. But this other lady, I just, I never took stock in her. Um, I just never, I never found her interesting. Um, and I guess the second one would have to be Whoopi. I mean, yeah, I didn't hate her or nothing, <clears throat> or nothing like that. It's just, they didn't give her a lot to do. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get to show off her comedy chops yeah. at all. No, she really didn't. And she's really good. Like Whoopi, yeah. Whoopi is a is a lady who. Uh, if you ever seen Eddie, uh, if you ever seen Ghost, uh, Sister Act one or two, uh, preferably one, I think. Uh, <laughs> Definitely one. Uh, she's. Uh, I didn't like her earlier eighties movies like uh, uh, Jumpin' Jack, Flash. I haven't, I haven't I've seen never. I don't remember a lot of it. Um, but I just I liked her post. Um, uh, color purple. So after color purple, when she started doing like ghost and stuff like that, and like her stuff in the nineties, late eighties, early nineties, that one with her and Ted Danson, uh, Made in America, uh, it was really movie. good with Neil Long. Um, that was a good one. Will Smith is in it. I forget Will Smith is in a movie. It's, it's like the best friend. It's the best friend. It's a it's Will Smith. Before Will was Will. Before Will was <laughs> Will. Will was in that movie. Uh, that would be something to go back and revisit. But uh, uh, but yeah, like. I like Whoopi in those movies like that. I didn't like uh, Theodore Rex, so nobody did. But I haven't seen it. Yeah, but, but I'll be the you first probably you like probably it. will like it. Uh, <laughs> I don't but, know what it's about. I'm assuming it's about a T Rex. A T Rex is a police officer, but uh, what? <laughs> but uh, uh, how? I, I don't even, I don't understand. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I want to see this movie now. I bet you do. Um, you might can find it. I'm pretty sure you can find it somewhere. But Whoopi is a tremendous uh, talent, you know. But I didn't really feel she was that strong in this movie. Um, but, yeah. I just, I don't know. Who was your favorite, too? I know one's Lovitz. Lovitz. Uh, and then it would have been uh, Seth. Seth, Seth and his brother, yeah. They they, they were very uh, entertaining. I also like Cuba. Cuba would be three. Uh, but, yeah. And then Brecken was okay. Like, I like them together. Yeah, um, them together, you know, <clears throat> they're a unit. Yeah. But I think the only scene that I was, like, amazed was the helicopter thing. Mm-hmm. Because that's, like, my favorite scene in the movie. It's just... Yeah. It's so madness, and it's so crazy. I mean, I couldn't even... If that happened in real life, oh, my God. So, let's... And then, uh, plus, Dean Kane cameo there. So, she was, yeah, like, dating Dean Kane. <laughs> and, she was dating Superman at the time. Yeah. And, but she took him down a peg or two. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, real quick, let's go ahead and hit it with the marks for It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. So I've also did a review on uh, Letterboxd. It, it, so did Brandon. Brandon's review is drastically different from mine. I went more from the aspect of the amount of actors and stuff that they had in the movie and some of the stuff that I liked about it I didn't really talk about the negatives but for my markouts though I give it three markouts out of five it, you know I'm gonna stick with my letter botch Brady I'm gonna give it a two <laughs> two markouts two markouts okay that's fine alright so that's what we get for that so versus mode now we're gonna head up with this rat, rat race I give rat race five markouts out of five because I, I enjoyed it I, I know that it's not a classic, like, you know, like you put a big movie, big cinema, yeah. like 1917 or something like that. This is just a fun 
movie that you can watch, you know, yeah. with your family, really, and it's entertaining, even though there might be some kind of... I think I don't think there's no real language in it. It's, I think it's no, really not really. I, yeah, uh, I'm def, I'm changing my score with this one. Though. Uh, I had it as a three point five. I'm gonna move it up a little bit to a four. Four. Four markouts. All right, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna change mine too. I, I'm gonna give it four. I'm gonna be with you because uh, we're gonna be partners in this rat race. So, um, <laughs> and we're, we're gonna split the money. So, uh, yeah. So we're that's where I'm at on that. So first of all, clearly. The winner goes to Rat Race. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it may be also, uh, we didn't grow up on it. And we didn't grow up on it. a man, 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 man. Yeah, like, my, my version of it is Rat Race. Yeah. Like, I was, what, 2001? 2001. Yeah. I was 21 when this came out. And, and even then, when it came out, I was entertained by it. I was too. Uh, Cuba is fresh off of Jerry Maguire, I think, at that time. What was uh, it? He was fresh off of Jerry? Or is this prior think, to Jerry? No, it's, it's after. Uh, I think it was, is this fresh up? Like, is this after Love Boat? It's comedies, though. It's, is it Snow time. Dogs? It's around that time, yeah. Okay. Daddy Day, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy Day Camp? Was that, did that, was that a theatrical release? Or I think it's straight to video. Because Daddy Daycare was Daddy. <laughs> and it's so much better. I would imagine so. Have you never seen Daddy Daycare? I've seen Eddie's. I That's what I mean. De- uh, Eddie's. Yeah. Eddie's. Now, there's a Netflix has one now called Dad, Granddaddy Daycare or Camp or Care. Yeah, trail in it. Is yeah. It? Yeah. I, and some other guy. But I anyway, to never have to watch that. But Aaron I would never. Make no, I, I don't want to watch it. Um, but um, they also Benchwarmers too. Why? Bulletproof too. Why? I don't know Bulletproof's on there, but I did see Benchwarmers too. I want to say Bulletproof two is on there. One of these streaming services actually has Last Boy Scout on there. I thought, uh, and I'd like to watch it again. I ain't seen that since. Don't watch these sequels. Well, I will probably watch Benchwarmers too. It does have Chris Klein in it. I haven't seen him since American Reunion. So I don't know. Benchwarmers was entertaining. That had uh, I want to say. Um, I'm trying to remember. Was it Seth Green from Benchwarmers? I want to say he's it's in Napoleon it. Dynamite, dude. Yeah, Rob Schneider's in it. Rob Schneider. Who Rob Schneider, the, the straight guy in that movie. Yeah, it was Rob. It was a Rob Schneider vehicle. It was his film. Yeah. He was like he was the lead. The straight guy. He was the Sandler in that movie. Yeah, and I was like, why are you doing it? It, it works. Yeah, I well, he can't always be the Sandler. In some in some movies, he's the Sandler. And like, uh, I guess Deuce Bigelow. He well, he wasn't a straight guy, but he was. But he's kind of serious. Yeah. I actually... I like bench warmers. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Don't fall, Aaron. Do not fall. So, uh, if anybody just listens to this podcast, wants a dog. Um, <laughs> but, uh... But yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, they're putting out some weird sequels these yeah. days. I don't know what Netflix is doing. Like, all right. They can't do no wrong, then they can do everything wrong. So, all right, that concludes our talk of versus mode. And yes, Rat Race wins. We're going to talk, continue talking about Netflix and what they're doing. So, I watched a show on Netflix, Brandon, Medical Police. Oh, that one. I thought you was going to go with the documentary. I will. But Medical Police, 
is the dumbest show I've ever seen. I gotta watch it. You gonna have to watch it. It. I think. I think Brandon. I. I. I dare you to watch all, whatever episodes of it. It looks stupid. I will say that it. It's just it. It is not stone. Not not stopping. Never stopping with the jokes, but the jokes don't land. It's like it's like if you know somebody. Like watching a bad comedy in theater. Yeah, if you know somebody that that tries to hit with comedy all the time, and it's not really that funny. So you uh, just they keep doing it, well, you keep doing well. it, and you're like, okay, guy, it's not to... funny. Stop. But they keep doing it, and you're like, all right, okay, well, if that's what you want to do. And then finally, you're like, all right, I can't just, I can't have you in my life. That's what. This what has movie, happened here? That's what this movie is. <laughs> but, but, uh. I don't know what's going on. This movie is that. Apparently saying, something has happened. No, nothing, I don't know nothing, nothing has happened. But, but anyway, um, <laughs> that's what this movie is. So, uh, this movie is just, this show is so bad. It has, um. Yeah, I saw a trailer to it. It looked really bad. There's only one, I think there's only one scene. It'll get a, it'll get a, it'll, it'll get a. Season two will be green. <laughs> I can't get it out. Yeah, I don't doubt it. It um, will because it sucks, <clears throat> or it's it seems that way. Anything that people hate, they're like, "Well, let's give it a green light for another." Yeah, it usually season. goes like four or five seasons with Netflix. Is that them trying to get it to work? But the thing that some people look at, like, oh, I kind of like this. They're like, "Oh, okay, no," you know. Yeah, I just, I it just happens all the time. Like uh, that werewolf show they did. It was only three seasons. That people liked it though. That, with the with the uh with the, yeah the werewolf show. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. But the, with the with the with what Bill Skarsgård in it. I think he's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Moon it, something. But I remember when they canceled after the third season, people complained about it. I've yet to see it. But I wanted I to see it. I haven't seen it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just comp- like it. Uh, I think it's called Sense Eight. Maybe it's not. <clears> yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, they complained about the, it only lasted two seasons. So. Yeah, well, I mean, Netflix sometimes their stuff can, can hit, but then sometimes they just do stuff that just so, like like me- medical police. I wanted something to watch because I was, all right. So what I'm watching right now is I was going and doing my Oscar ca- recaps. So Brandon, I agree with a lot of stuff that you said before V Ferrari. I thought that was tremendous. Uh, I can see why it was also. Uh, uh, I can see why it's also nominated for best. And which that's a good segue into what I was going to talk to you about. Um, I can see why I was nominated for best um, uh, sound design, sound mixing. Yeah, I think it's nominated for sound mixing. Uh, let me see here. Where we go to it? Uh, achievements in film editing nominees. Um, uh, Ford v Ferrari. So it was. I see that because the editing in the movie, uh, was really good as far as like, like the one scene where they're in the uh they're in the race in Italy, um, yeah. And uh, there's a car crash that happens. Uh, you you see the car hap- the car crash happening, but then they cut from it and go to the track, and you but you can hear the explosion. 
and you see the smoke when they go and look over it, they can see the smoke in the distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really good editing. Like, the way that they told, told that story, I thought that was really good. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that gets to my segue. So, real quick, I watched that. I watched, obviously, Parasite, as Brandon heard me gush about. Um, I watched, uh, what's the other one that I told you I watched? You, I know you said you watched Little Women. Little Women. Yeah. I was thinking there's another one though. I still got to see Harriet and stuff like that, but, um, but so far, uh, Little Women. I did like that. I didn't like the editing so much in Little Women. I, the way the way the story was structured at times. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> like it's jarring every time it cuts from like a flashback to a mm-hmm. to a. Uh, you don't know it's a flashback. Yeah, you don't know it's a flashback until you're like in it. You're like, oh, well, dang, it's a flashback. And you're like, well, shoot. You know, the only time it really worked is when they show the way the story played out once and then the reality of how the story played out with Beth yeah. the second time. That, I think it was Beth. Beth was a sick one, right? Yeah. All right, because I don't remember the name of Hermione. From Harry Potter, that's how forgettable she was in this movie. Um, I don't, I can't tell you the name of her character. I can tell you the name of Joe. I can tell you the name of Beth, and I can tell you the name of uh, I think Amy. it's Amy. Mm-hmm. Amy was my favorite. That's uh, Florence Pugh. She was my favorite. She's the one in this movie. I felt like she, you could see that she grew up. Like she played young girl really well, and at one, some point I was like. Wait a minute, did they like de-age her or do something to kind of make her appear younger? Or like, she kind of looks smaller, but then when she's an adult, she seemed like she was an adult. So it seemed like a time has went, whereas Joe, I felt like Joe in the past and Joe in the present seemed like the same Joe, really, until, but, but her character arc seemed different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the way that her character started, like at first, her writing, she didn't want to be, she wanted to be anonymous. You know, she didn't want no one to know that she wrote this, you know. But at the end, she is publishing her own book, has her book published. It's not spoilers. You should know this movie or book, you know. But, yeah. Know a little bit about it anyway. Yeah. I knew very little, but. I, my I've reference was things. Friends when uh, they was talking about it. And Friends ruined it for me because they ruined, They said uh, Joe dies or something like that. Beth, yeah. Beth dies. Uh, but I, like, I knew that she died like before I saw the movie because uh, Beth told me. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. Um, she like literally told me as we were walking into the theater. I was like, I was like, thanks. Thanks for ruining it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, crazy. it's common knowledge that Beth does. I said, like, apparently it is. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know that from until I seen Friends. But then I thought, well, I've never read that. And then I thought, well, I also and, you know, I never. I want to read it a little, somewhat. Well, I didn't. I well, it seems interesting. But the thing is, the movie, uh, uh, Greta Gershwin, Gershwin, Gershwin. Uh, the the act the director of this film, mm-hmm. she uh took it a meta way, versus the other adaptations of it, cause uh she made it like 
essentially that uh, the story of Little Women's is about Joe and her sisters, you know, mm-hmm. and she published that. Like, I don't know if that's the same. I don't. I, I've never read the story, so I don't know. Yeah, it's basically if it's the same thing or not. It's basically the same. Okay. From everything I understand, um, like uh, the other adaptations, it's the same. It's just the girl that plays Joe is so much better than Winona Ryder. And there's like four or five of them too. There's this is like the third one in a row. Yeah. Like it's seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Little Women came out. I, I like. What do you mean? Like, like 2017, there was an adaptation. Of I didn't know that. So I know that. Uh, 2018 was like modern. Times. I didn't know. I didn't really know about that. So yeah. uh, I know that uh, in the 1930s there was one that has yeah, Catherine Hepburn. There's, there's a lot. Uh, she was the first. She's the big. They they thought for long as she was the best Joe. Although I thought that this Joe was good. Uh, uh, oh, she's definitely better than one on her ride. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> then there was one that had, <clears throat> I think. They cast, uh, maybe, I don't know, not Judy Garland. Oh, oh, oh no, uh, they cast, uh, Elizabeth Taylor in the role of, not Joe, but of someone, maybe. Uh, she's Amy. Elizabeth Taylor played Amy. In There's three of, books, though. Yeah, I didn't know that, so. They've only done the first one. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, there was, so, essentially, but with this adaptation, I thought it was really good. Uh, I thought that I would be taken out, taken out when I seen Saul Goodman from uh, from uh, Breaking Bad as the father. Yeah, but I wasn't. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, I've uh, never seen that, and I was like, oh, it's it's, it's Saul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I hadn't even seen it, but I know who he is. Yeah, like... and uh, but I thought that he did he did uh, a good job with that, and then um, I thought I thought that um, and then that movie, I just think that it was. I thought it was really good. Um, and I thought it was deserving of whatever nominations it got. Although people were mad that it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Is it not? This one I'm about to get into now. So, original screenplay nominees. Knives Out. Marriage Story. 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Parasite. The winner of this, uh, I would hope, would be... Honestly, Knives Out were probably. Uh, I don't want 1917 to win everything. It's good, but I don't want it to win everything. Because I love Parasite, and I thought it was a great screenplay. Um, everything really is good about that movie. I would love that to win, but also, if not that, then Knives Out. But Marriage Story was. This is a really good category. I would. My, I know you haven't seen Marriage Story or Parasite. No, but well, I've only seen one other. Uh, I haven't seen. Oh, it. you haven't seen 1917 either, right? Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh, so, <laughs> but you seen Knives Out and you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Those are the only two you seen in this yeah. category. And I would, uh, for, for those two, I would pick Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, I like, I really dug Knives Out, but you said that it was kind of predictable at yeah. some point. So maybe the writing isn't that. I mean, for me, it was. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. I dug it, but yeah, it was predictable. But it, but also, it's, I there thought was it was a really, twist, though. Yeah. Then, so, um, but yeah, I would say once upon a time. But I, honestly, between all of them, overall, that I've seen them all now, I would have said Bear Story, but I'm gonna say Parasite is the one for me. 1917 is good, but I, I don't know. Somebody said this: Would it be as good 
if it wasn't a whole one shot thing. If it was just broken up in actual like it would have been just any other war movie, but because it's like told like that one shot and the and hiding the cuts and stuff, it looks like one story, one long shot. Mm-hmm. It makes it the difference. So adapted screenplay nominees. The Irishman, because they're all adapted from like books and stuff. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and the Two Popes. Oh, that's a tough one. I want to say you're going to have to give, although I love every single thing in this category. Even Two Popes was actually interesting. Um, but adapted, I think you got to give it to Little Women. From what I've seen, like, best story uh, adapted, you know, to a screenplay, I would I would agree, Little Women. Mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit, I can't wait for you to watch it, but um, it's a really good one. Um, like, it's so good, I'm going to end up buying that movie. That's how good I like that movie. You know, I like that movie that much. That I'm, it's a movie I'm going to buy. Uh, same with Parasite. It's just a movie that I'm going to buy. Um, you know, but uh, all right. Achievement in visual effects nominees, Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, Lion King, 1917, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. 1917? Yeah. It's good. Visual effects. Okay. I don't think 1917 will win, because I don't see much visual effects other than but that's not so much a visual effect. I don't, you know, I think of computer effects, you know. That's what I was thinking of. I would say, in my opinion, I'm not going to give it to Lion King. Um, I would say in-game. I love Irishman and, and the de-aging technology, but I don't know. Avengers was, was epic, man. Yeah, it was. I'm not disagreeing at all. I... I... <clears throat> Personally, though, who I think will win, I think it'll be Lion King. That's who do you want to win? I guess I had to go with Avengers. I mean, yeah, Star Wars was visually all right, but you know, Avengers Endgame was just especially that end and fight with like everyone showing up. Yeah, man, that's so good. Um, achievement and sound mixing nominees. Oh, it's boring ass movie. Ad Astra. What 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 is this? <laughs> Sound mixing. Sound mixing. Ad Astra. Ad Astra. Ford v Ferrari. Joker. Nineteen Seventeen. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I gotta go Ford versus Ferrari. I gotta go Ford versus Ferrari. That's for my pick, and that's for the win. Why is Ad Astra in it? I mean, why is his his voice? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Why that movie is nominated for anything other than a Razzie for being, but I guess people liked it. Anyway, let me move on. It's an artsy film. Yes, it is. Achievements and sound <laughs> editing nominees: Ford v Ferrari, Joker, nineteen seventeen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. What is this for? Sound editing. The way they edited sound together. This is a stacked category, really. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't see Star Wars winning at all. But I would want to say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like that, oh, the end of scene. I, I missed yeah. that. 
I say the end the end of scene with the although Joker was very yeah, Joker had very good sound. But four versus Ferrari, man, that this all about the sound of the cars, mm-hmm. of the uh that scene with the door wouldn't shut. Man, just that movie. It's such a good movie. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm gonna go Ford V Ferrari. For sound. For sound. Sound editing. I'm going for B for R. You? Dad or Joker? Yeah. I also said once upon a time in Hollywood was good because of the, uh, like the, at the end, the end and scene where the, the house invasion and the sounds of them the, the defending themselves. If you haven't seen that, I'm probably ruining stuff. I ain't gonna, but it's good. All right. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to do best live, live action short film because I didn't watch any of these. I did watch one animation, and that was Hair Love. I thought that was really good. But I haven't watched the rest of them, so I can't really discuss them. Um, achievements and production design nominees are The Irishman, which it really... Jojo Rabbit, which... 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Ooh, production design. So that's like, does that include uh, costumes and stuff? Yeah, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for me. Yeah, yeah, it took me back to being in like, like you felt like you was literally in that time frame. Um, but if it's not that, I would probably go with The Irishman. I would go with, if not Once Upon a Time, Jojo Rabbit uh, was like it's set in like the like World War Two, uh, and it you could tell it felt like it was back then, you know, really did. But but also it kind of had a cartoonish feel to it sometimes. Um, but Parasite, which I just recently watched, you could tell the difference between uh, the rich people how they live and the poor people how they live. It is very visual. So I would go Parasite. For the, for the win for back. Um, best motion picture. Of, are we there already? Best motion picture of the year nominee. We ain't going to give it to you. Alright. Ford v. Ferrari. Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. Joker. Little Women. They got nominated? It did. It. Parasite didn't get nominated? Yeah, Parasite got nominated. Alright, so it did get nominated. Okay. Uh, 4v Ferrari, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. That's a stacked category. It's nine. Yeah. I thought there was only five. Or maybe it's just the actors. Oh, anyway, uh, for me, it has to be 4 vs Ferrari because that was my favorite. That's my number one movie that I saw, so I still have to stand by it. I wonder if. Let me know in the comments if I'm wrong on this. If it's not right. If, if I'm giving what everybody thought was going to be nominated. But all right, that might be it, though. But in that case, uh, best movie of the year. I'm sure 1917 is going to win, but... I'm sure 1917 is going to win. But... 
best one I've seen out of all these, honestly, honestly, is Parasite. So I'm going to give it to Parasite. It's not going to win because I don't think a foreign film will win Best Picture. I don't see it happening. But it was literally the best one I saw on here. When do you get done with this? I, I, I want to ask you something. All right. All right. Achievements in music written for motion pictures, original songs. I can't let you... Uh, what? I can't let you throw yourself away. Toy Story 4. Uh, Porky. Sporky, whatever. Um, I'm going to love me again, Rocket Man. Uh, I'm standing with you. Breakthrough. Into the Unknown, Frozen 2. Stand Up, Harriet. I haven't seen any of these other than Rocket Man and Toy Story. Uh, so for me, it'd probably be Toy Story. It's going to be Rocket Man, though, but go ahead. I would say Rocket Man. All right. Um, or Frozen 2. All right. Uh, 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 I like to sometimes give it to four, not foreign films, but animated films. Yeah. Best song. Achievements in music written for motion picture original score. Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Star Wars. Joker. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um... Uh, makeup and hairstyle, Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, nineteen seventeen. Makeup for nineteen seventeen. Joker, man. Uh, Judy, Judy. I would say either Judy or possibly Maleficent. Yeah, because the the I mean, yeah. All right. Um, I'm not gonna do international because I didn't see those. Film editing. What? How many categories? Alright, we're done. I don't feel like going through this. Wait a minute, let me go through supporting and then. Cause, well, what's your question? Well, it has to do with uh, the Oscars. Go ahead. You sure? Right now? You Will you forget it? No, I won't forget this. Okay. <laughs> Alright, uh, real quick. Um, best animated fit, feature film of the year. Uh, best. Sim- we'll go. Best director nominees, real quick. Alright. Irishman, Martin Scorsese, Joker, Todd Phillips, 1917, Sam Mendes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, Parasite, Bon Jung Ho. Mm. I'm going to say they're going to get Sam Mendes for 1917. I say they're going to give it to Quentin Tarantino. My personal favorite on that list, Quentin Tarantino. I say they're going to either give it to Quentin or Sam, but my personal favorite is Bon Jung Ho. He might win. Sorry, Martin. But it's Irishman's a really good movie. It is. But I don't think he's going to win anything. I don't th- what, think, what I think hurts him the most is he has three legendary actors. Yeah. He really isn't having to direct that much. Yeah. They know. They know what to do. Yeah. Uh, achievements in costume design and nominees. Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Costume design. I'm going to go ahead and give that joint to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a toss-up for me. But Irishman also got a great costume. Once design. Upon a Time in Hollywood and Little Women. Because mm. Little Women had great costumes for that era. So yeah. it's a toss-up. But I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will win it. Yeah. Uh, achievements in cinematography. Excellent. Irishman. Joker. The Lighthouse. 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Cinematography, the way that 
you know, camera move, the cinematography. I would say 1917 wins, just how it shot. <laughs> but what you think should win? I really loved how they did Joker. The cinematography and everything. I mean, I really did. That's my personal favorite as far as that goes, but... Yeah. I don't think it'll win. I, 1917 will win, but I think that Joker... I don't know, Lighthouse, the cinematography was good, but... Yeah, I think Joker's going to win. I don't think Lighthouse is going to win. It's just been nominated, but I don't think it's going to win anything. Um, this is your favorite category. <laughs> Best animated feature film of the year. That's not my favorite. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I Lost My Body. Klaus. Is nominated. I'm, I'm surprised. Missing Netflix. Link. They got nominated for an Oscar? Yeah. Of course it did. It won the Golden Globes. Toy Story 4. Winner, Brandon. Who would you want to see win? But who you think would win? Probably Miss Link. Hidden, <laughs> Hidden Dragon. I mean... Mm. Or Toy Story 4 is what I would want to see win. I would, yeah, I would want to see Toy Story 4 win. Uh, who I think is going to win? Miss Link. If they no way, just no. How? What? What, what was the other others? Uh, Klaus, I lost my body, which I've never seen that. Um, Klaus. Yeah. That could be a sleeper winner. Yeah, Klaus is tremendous. You know, um, I think Toy Story though, but um, Toy Story four, but. I I would love to see how to train your dragon three win. I yeah, mean, it'd be cool. But it'd be good for DreamWorks. Yeah, I know you hate on Dream. But it'd be good for them. I like I like how to train your dragon. I I did enjoy that series. So, and I like I like uh, Shrek. So you know, it's not, they're not a total wash. Um, <laughs> um, performance by an actress in a supporting role: Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell, Laura Dern, Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh, Little Women, Margot Robbie, Bombshell. I say give this to Florence Pugh, Little Kathy Women. Kathy Bates. Hmm? Kathy Bates. I haven't seen it, so. Just... Lauren Dern was all right. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was really good in Jojo Rabbit, but mm, I hadn't seen Bombshell, so I don't know. Um, I haven't seen it either. And then, the... Uh, Best performing, uh, where are we at? All right. Best uh, performance by an actress in leading role nominees. Cynthia Ivrivo for Harriet. Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story. Sorce Ronan as Little Women. Sorce Ronan? That's who played Joe. What is this? Best one, best leading actress. Okay. Uh, has got my pick. Charlize, duh. Charlize Theron. <laughs> Bombshell and Renee Zellweger is Judy. The girl plays Joe. <laughs> the girl plays Joe. I'm gonna give it to. They'll probably give it to Harriet Tubman, but I would personally say Scarlett Johansson. She killed Marriage Story. Um, oh, Renee Zellweger did a really good job as Judy. She was believable. I, I didn't even see Renee. Um. <clears throat> Performance by an actor in sporting role, Tom Hanks, 
It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Brandon is celebrating already. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, two popes. Al Pacino, oh, Irishman. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Wait a minute. Wait. It gets better. Joe Pesci, the Irishman. Brad Pitt, once upon a time in Hollywood. That's a stat category, Brandon, all day long. Mm. I, I, Ooh. I'm going to go Brad Pitt's going to win because he won a Golden Globe. I, I, I think that has helped him. But I'm giving it to my boy Tom Hanks. I'm giving it to Tom. Tom Hanks, I mean, he, if he wins. Ooh, he, I'm more, I want Joe Pesci to win, but it's not going to happen. I want Joe Pesci to win. I know you Pacino in this movie. But yeah. I'm Pesci. I mean, I liked all three. I mean. You know who was not nominated? De Niro. De Niro. And people were complaining about that because he was he kind of what held the glue together. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I wouldn't have picked him for best actor either. I, I really wouldn't have. He played, he allowed Joe to be his character. He allowed Al to be his character. But, but I do get what other people are saying that he held the glue together. Yeah. They get to shine, but they're there for because of him. Who you got? Um, I gotta go Al Pacino. Okay. It would be nice to see him, you know, accept an award. Yeah, I'd love to see that. It'd be great. Um, because a lot of people think he really fell hard, and it would just be. It's nice that he's nominated. I, I like I like comeback stories. Yeah. Um, performance by an actor. The biggest comeback story is the guy that retired and just comes back. Yeah, that's the and biggest. And Joe Pesci. Uh, uh, performance by an actor in a leading role is Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. Never seen it. Never seen good it. Good for him, though. I mean, yeah, good for him, but I've never seen this movie. Never heard of it. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. I haven't seen it. You say it's great. Joaquin Phoenix, Joker. Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. How do you? How does Joaquin not win? I think Joaquin Joaquin walks away with this. Um, But Leonardo was good. Yeah, he was great. And they're they're getting their own show. And Adam Driver was great. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I'll give it to... Quentin's going to direct it and everything. That's it. That's the last category. All right. uh, So, you ready for my question? Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, I'm sure you've probably heard this. What Stephen King's been bashed for. Uh, I, I hadn't looked into it. Okay, so it's about diversity in the Oscars. Mm-hmm. He said he'd rather have quality over diversity. And he's come, people come down on him. You're a white man, of course, you're, you're going to say that. Uh, he's, is, is there a difference, in your opinion, between diversity and quality? Um, or would you... I think that there there could be a difference. Uh, I think that uh, diversity is uh, I don't know. I think that you can have quality within diversity. I think that like look at Sidney Poitier. He's one of the greatest actors of all time. Yeah. Not just because he's he's not one of the greatest black actors of all time. He's clearly just one of the greatest actors yeah. of all time. Denzel Washington, one of the greatest actors of all time. People don't say well, he's one of the best black actors. You know, of all time, like you could put Denzel in a role in a movie, and that was meant for a white guy, and he would still excel in it. Um, and so, I think that, I think that, uh, I think that, but sometimes the way that you, if you're diverse in who you hire to be in your movie, 
it can make the movie a little bit better. It can elevate it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if you get a black man playing a role, might be totally, he might play a role totally different than a white man playing that same role. That's a, or, or vice versa. A white man playing a role might play their part totally different than a black man playing a role or a black woman or whatever. You know, I just think that, but I think that you got to have diversity. But I, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you're actually uh, getting rid of quality for diversity. But I think that you shouldn't be diverse just to be diverse for diverse sake. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, let's have representation for this culture and this culture and this culture. I think your movie has to call for that. Yeah. And, but be true to what the movie is and the script is. That's my idea. That's my thought. Yeah, I don't think uh, you should, like, just, like, say, put uh, three black men as best supporting actor, two Mexicans, or, and, and, like, one white guy, or say that. I don't think you should do that. Mm-hmm. I think whoever has the best performance of the year should be nominated, just despite color. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what he was trying to say. Yeah, maybe he just put his foot in his mouth. <laughs> but it, it, he got hit hard by a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he was trying to be racist at all, but, you know. You know. Yeah. But authors today, <laughs> hey, they put their foot in their mouth. Let they me do. say this real quick before we end this podcast. I'm going to say up for the record, guys, I am black. And I, I like Stephen King. I don't hold no ill will towards Stephen uh, or anything like that. I think people can have the right to their opinion, and you can still love them. And I don't think that you should get bent out of shape, honestly. That's just in my opinion. Uh, it's it's a good opinion, actually. But people today get bent out of shape. They get bent out of everything. Well, we only have a minute left, Brandon. So tonight, Brandon and I will be watching maybe sometime, perhaps. Bad Boys for Life. Third in the Bad Boys trilogy. One of us is really excited. And one of us is meh. But I don't know. We weren't excited for Underwater. And it surprised us. Yeah. It surprised me. Uh, Alright, we're going to stop this. Because we... Do we have time to talk about Underwater a little bit? I guess we can. Alright, well. Alright, we're concluding. <laughs>